Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. Hi girl, hey. Hi, if I like randomly shriek in the middle of <laughs> episode, it's because I'm trying to get comfortable while I'm recording and the cats keep swatting <laughs> up my face. <laughs> Before you said cats, I was like, yes, I often shriek when I'm trying to get comfortable. <laughs> like they're literally swatting at my face right now. <laughs> I'm I'm upstairs in my oldest bedroom because it's the quietest room and the the way his bed is is there's a headboard and there's a window and we're we're the second story up um like I I own a two-story house you know that yeah well the cats were laying in the window I didn't know it I went to lean back and <laughs> all of a sudden a cat paw hits my forehead <laughs> wow that's, so, that's why I don't have cats. Out and I accidentally shriek and freak everyone out. I'm so sorry. Sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't have a lot of stuff to cover. I don't think we have any messed up minutes. So we have no messed up minutes this time. What, what? Unless we just like have all of the messed up minutes and we're just choosing to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's called us out on a messed up Right. <laughs> So if you could continue to not do that, that'd be great. No. <laughs> that'd be great. All right. All right. All right. Let's get started. We're going to jump into it. <laughs> do it. Just jump right in. It's, it's, it's Crystal's oh. week. It's my week, y'all. Um, so, okay. So, <laughs> Alrighty. So this week I am going to do a case that I've been super interested in since I heard it a couple years back. Um, it's slightly different than what we normally do because instead of like completely focusing on the murderer, this time I'm going to focus more on the badass survivor in this case. Oh, okay. So this week I'm talking about Mary Vincent. So I don't know this case. Like I personally don't know this case. I've heard the name. I've actually, we've actually had somebody that's, requested this one we have yes and i was excited because i'd already planned on doing it at some point so i'm excited to know about because i personally don't know this is a case i don't know i'm excited about that because it's a good one you're gonna wait till you just wait till you hear so, I'm, so excited. I'm so excited it's it's crazy um there's also a good episode of i survived on mary vincent so you should go watch that at some point, but not like right this second because I'm talking right now. So <laughs> <laughs> listen to me and then you can go watch it. No. <laughs> Shay, touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to travel back in time to September 29th, 1978. So psychedelic times, if you will. All right, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary Vincent was a 15-year-old runaway um, from Las Vegas, and she was hitchhiking to her grandpa's house who lived in Los Angeles. So she like ran away from her parents' house to go stay with her grandpa. Okay. Um, last week, when you, when you talked about Ed Kemper, we talked a little bit about how hitchhiking is not the best of ideas, you know? <laughs> Don't hitchhike. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> well, this was the 70s. And so it was a time when people like hitchhiked all the time and they never thought twice about it. Mm -hmm. Like that's how they got around. If you didn't have a car, you just like stick your thumb out and catch a ride. They said, come on. <laughs> right. And a lot of people would just like stand on the side of the road and hold up signs that would say like the direction they're going. That way, if someone was driving by and also going that direction, they just pick them up and give them a ride. 
And that was like super normal back then, which is very scary to me. <laughs> um, so Mary has a sign um, that says which way she's going. And then there's two other people, like two other hitchhikers with her that have signs that they're saying they're going in the same direction as her. So they were all kind of just like standing together. They didn't really know each other, I don't think. But it just made sense for them to kind of try to hitch together since they were all going the same way. Which I guess okay. is smart, you know, strength in numbers. Kind of kind of safer hitchhiking, maybe. Um, I really don't think there's like a safe way to hitchhike. Yeah, no, I still say don't do it. <laughs> so they're, um, they're standing there and they got their signs and then this blue van pulls up. Okay. And there's like an older man in the van. He was, I think, 51 at the time. So he pulls up, he has this big van and he's the only person in it. And he says that he only has room for one person. So the other two hitchers were like, uh, nah, dude, get the fuck out of here. I was going to say, that's kind of, isn't that a little sketchy? That's a little sketch. Mary was like super tired. She just wanted to get to her grandpa's house. And she said that he seemed like a harmless grandfather type figure. So she was like, okay, I'll go. And the other hitchers were like, no, like they tried to stop with their girl. This is super sketchy. Like there's all that empty room in that van and he can just take one person. Like that does not make sense. But she was just like, I just want to get to my grandpa's and this old dude seems fine. So she gets into the van with Lawrence Singleton. So they start going down the road and he starts telling Mary about how he actually has a 15 year old daughter of his own and that she reminds him of his daughter. And she's like, okay, he's a dad. I remind him of his kiddo. So that makes me feel safer about this. And those other pictures were like totally overreacting. This like literally sounds like a, like a criminal minds episode. <laughs> right. Doesn't it? <laughs> you remind me of my daughter. Right. Now like, I'm going to keep you. <laughs> <laughs> you are mine now. <laughs> so she's like starting to feel a little comfortable, uh, a little more comfortable. She lights a cigarette and then she sneezes. And when she sneezes, he like reaches over and feels her neck. And asked her if she's sick. Okay. <laughs> creepy, creepy. Don't touch me. So she, got, she, Yes, I've got the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I have got all the COVID all over me. So she's, she's like, what the fuck, dude? That's not cool. Like, don't touch me. And he's like, oh, my bad. Sorry. And like, okay. <laughs> so she's like a little more alert. Uh, she's watching him more closely. And he doesn't do anything else weird for a while. So she starts to relax a little bit again. Um. And she relaxes a little too much because she falls asleep. Oh, God. Like, why would you do that? Don't do that, girl. Don't fall asleep, especially in a hitchhiker's vehicle. Do not do that. First of all, don't hitchhike. Second of all, don't fall asleep in a hitchhiker's vehicle. First of all, don't run away from your parents. <laughs> also that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she probably, yeah. <laughs> So she falls asleep, and then when she wakes up, they're still going on the road. She looks at the road signs and she realizes that they're going in the opposite direction that they're supposed to be going. So she like freaks out. Um, she notices there's like the sharp stick thing in the passenger side of the van. Um, I think I read that it was like a surveyor stick, whatever the hell that is, but it was sharp oh, and it was a stick. Yeah. <laughs> so she grabs it and she points it at him and like demands that he turns the van around and like takes her where she's trying to go. So Singleton apologizes. He's like, oh, my bad. I got turned around. Um, like he tells her, I'm just an honest man who made a mistake. Just an honest man made a snake. 
so he pulls the van over on this road that's like pretty deserted and it's like i gotta go to the bathroom let me just do that real quick and then we'll turn around and go the right way like i'm sorry my bad that also sounds sketchy <laughs> so sketchy so sketchy so mary gets out too because she like needed to stretch her legs and she was also getting like all these bad vibes from him mm-hmm. and so she wanted to like keep an eye on him so she gets out she's stretching her legs she notices her shoe is untied and she's like don't bend down down. (laughs) well she's like well shit if something goes down i can't run with my shoe untied like it's gonna be real bad if i try to run and just like place plant place face plant place plant place plant (laughs) Mm -hmm. that would suck (laughs) face plant (laughs) so she does lean down to tie her shoe okay when she leans down singleton hit her in the head with a sledgehammer oh my god first Uh, of all wait how does he how does she not notice that he has a sledgehammer with him? She's noticing her shoe, and so she's got all these thoughts, like, oh, I got to tie my but, shoe. But, like, he got out of the vehicle first, right? Yeah, he got out because he went to go use the bathroom, so he, like, got out and, like, walked, she thought walked off, I guess, towards the back of the van where I, he must have gotten the said sledgehammer. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, he hit her. He uh, hit her so hard that she blacked out, and when she woke up, she was tied up in the back of his van, and she was completely naked. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that escalated quickly. <laughs> that escalated majorly. This is definitely a Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> You're like, I'm positive I've seen this on Criminal Minds. <laughs> I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so fun when you don't know the case and you can react because then you say things like that. I know. I don't mean to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> trigger warning for everyone. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> it's it's going to get a little rough for a little bit here. But remember, this girl survives. She's the final girl in the horror movie, so just keep that in mind. Final girl. She's the final girl. It's just going to get a little rough there for a bit. Um, so she wakes up in this horrible situation, and he forced her to perform oral sex on him. Ew. Yeah, gross. Like, forced himself into her mouth and told her if she didn't he was gonna kill her like so here's my thing yes tell me your thing my thing is anytime this is the first thought that goes through my mind now granted there's so many different circumstances right oh he could have done this this or this well here's my thing if you bite it off (laughs) (laughs) that is an excellent point (laughs) if you bite it off he's gonna be in shock be in too much shock to actually do anything back to you that is true we also must remember that this is is a 15 year old girl she woke up she's all discombobulated she got hit in the head with a sledgehammer she's naked she's tied up he's like i'm gonna kill you if you don't do this and i'm gonna bite it off (laughs) that's all i'm saying (laughs) okay then (laughs) So, (laughs) so he did that grossness and then he raped her repeatedly then he um drove her to another like secluded area and then repeatedly raped her again oh he's such an honest man huh he's just an honest man and made a mistake so she says she recalls him raping her at least eight times she remembers seeing the sunrise the next morning while she was like still naked and tied up like it had been so long she saw the sunrise um he then he it's so sad. He made her drink some weird unknown substance from a jug. Oh, Jesus. 
don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> How many times do we have to go through all of these? <laughs> right. Don't hitchhike. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Bite it off. Like all of these things, people. <laughs> these Bite it off. So um, she said that it may have been alcohol, but she wasn't sure if it was. It was just some weird thing in this jug, but it like made her pass out. So I'm thinking it probably had a little something extra in it. If it made her pass out like that, like he could have totally drugged her. Date rape. Right. I mean, probably it was the date rape. Right. And it was the seventies. There was like drugs just flying around everywhere. So. Well, and in the seventies, date rape was a big thing. Right. Well, this is not a date, sir. Um, this <laughs> is not a date, sir. And that's never okay. Um, let's see. Okay. So she wakes up again after she passed out from the the jug juice and mm -hmm. singleton had moved her and he had her laid out on the side of the road still naked and beaten and bleeding she's just like on the side of the road oh and she starts um begging for him to set her free she begs she pleads she's like please just like set me free i won't tell anybody about this just set me free like she keeps begging well to this singleton says you want to be set free i'll set you free and then he goes to his van and he comes back with a hatchet. Jesus. Yes. So don't, don't set me free. Don't set me free. <laughs> I don't want to be free anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Um he grabbed her left arm. Like he picks her up, like he pulls her up, she's standing in front of him. He grabs her left arm and she sees him swing the hatchet and she starts to fall. And he swings it again and she's like very confused about why she's falling because she grabbed her arm to steady him herself um but she was still falling and she didn't understand why she looks over at her arm and it's gone <gasps> he had no! he had hacked her arm off so then he grabs her right arm and at this point she's like kicking and screaming and fighting and like freaking the fuck out because he just chopped her fucking arm off um and he starts chopping at her right arm but since she's fighting so hard, it takes, this arm takes longer. Oh, um, <laughs> so he has to chop at it for a while, which is terrible. Um, so then when, when he's done, he like chops off her right arm. So both arms gone. Um, she's laying on the side of the road and she sees him kind of like shaking and flipping, flicking his arm around. And she's like, what the fuck is he doing? She realizes that her hand is still clutching his arm and he's like trying to <gasps> shake her hand off of him. Oh my God. Can you fucking imagine? Like, ugh. So he like cut her arm completely off, and her hands gripping him so tight that he can't get it off. Absolutely a criminal <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Criminal Minds right now. Like, except that it's yeah. real life. Except it really happened. It really okay. happened. Continue. <laughs> Okay, so he, um, then he drags her down a 30-foot embankment, and he stuffs her into, like, a concrete drainage pipe. And oh, then the, God. And then this asshat says, okay, now you're free, and just, like, fucking walks away. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> like, you literally, seriously, you like, he, you hit her in the hedge with a sledgehammer, you raped you her repeatedly chopped off both her arms, drag her down a 30-foot cliff, stuff her in a drainage pipe, and now she's free. Like, yeah. literally, literally, fuck right off, sir. Like, what the hell? She's not, 
excuse my language, she should have, but she should have bit his dick off. She uh, yeah. should have bit his dick off. That would have, this story would have been so different. <laughs> so different. <laughs> so different. Okay. So he drives off. She's, Mary's now alone. She's laying in the drainage pipe. She's naked. She's bleeding out. Like he's chopped her arms off. She's bleeding profusely. That is literally crazy. I did not expect that. I, I didn't think you would. When, when I, when you said you didn't know the story, I was like, oh, this, this is going to be something when she hears. Um, so she's bleeding out. She starts to get really tired and really cold. These are not well, good yeah, times. Yeah, all that blood. Right. So she says at this point, all she wanted to do was go to sleep, but she knew that she couldn't do that. And her reason for that is like so fucking badass. Because she's not like, oh, I can't go to sleep because I won't wake up. She said she couldn't go to sleep because if she did, then he would do the same thing to somebody else and she couldn't let that happen. Oh, look at you, boss lady. Okay, boss ass bitch. So she knew she had to report him so that they could catch him before he does the same thing or worse to another girl. Yes, girl. So she couldn't bear the thought of that happening. So she had to stay awake and fight so that she could potentially save someone else's life. Because she is a badass bitch. Badass bitch alert. Okay, so Mary ended up losing like 50% of the blood in her body. She is insanely smart. Okay, so she slowed the bleeding on her arms by packing mud on her arms. Oh, damn. Right? That's like crazy amazing that she thought to do that. Well, what's crazy about it is she's 15. At, exactly at 15 years old she's got a head wound she was just hitting the head with a sledgehammer she's 15 years old just got her arms chopped off most 15 year olds are not thinking like that no she was like on top of it she's like i gotta slow this bleeding down like i'm not gonna make it if i don't stop the shit so she packs the mud on her arms she is such a bad okay um so she did, um she starts she starts slowly making her way up the 30 foot cliff i cannot say words today y'all 30 foot <laughs> cliff up the road okay, with, take a minute take a minute <laughs> okay okay, okay. No. <laughs> so she starts making her way up the 30 foot nope it didn't work 30 foot cliff with no freaking <laughs> arms <laughs> so it took her Which hours is also really hard right because when you're trying to walk up a cliff, most right. people need balance. I'm so unbalanced with all, with all of my limbs. Like, <laughs> I, I'd be, I'm I'd be slipping and sliding and falling. Help me. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to use my arms to help me crawl up this 30-foot cliff. Yes, she did this with no arms. It took her hours and hours to get back up to the road. Like Bleeding it, to death. Bleeding to death, yes. It, it literally took like a full-ass day. Like, remember earlier I'd said she remembered seeing the sunrise. Well, yes. by the time she made it up the cliff, it was pitch black. Oh, she, man. Yeah. She said it was so dark that if the moon and the stars hadn't been out, she wouldn't have been able to see anything at all. Like, nothing. So, uh, she gets, she's got her arms caked in the mud to slow the bleeding. And she's, like, also holding her arms up above her head. So, he, when he chopped her arms, he chopped, like, one of them right like above the elbow and the other one I think a little higher up so what's left of her arm she's holding up above her head well because the blood flow right right one to help try and slow the bleeding and two she said she did this so that her muscles and the blood wouldn't fall out oh dang 
right? Which I didn't think of until I read that that's what she said. I didn't even think about the muscles just like falling out. No, look at her. Right? Okay, so she's made it up the cliff. It's pitch black. She's bleeding. I bet she wishes she was at her parents' house. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Do not run away from home, kids. Also, kids, why are you listening to this? This is not for your ears. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, good information. I mean, this is, but... Reason as to why you shouldn't run away. (laughs) This is going to happen if you run away. Don't talk to strangers. They'll chop your arms off. I'm definitely going to tell my children that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You just stopped and paused. Like, what? (laughs) I was like, okay, we're doing that. Okay, no. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. So she's bleeding, she's naked, and she has to walk down the freeway for three miles before she finally sees the headlights of a car. Oh, man. Three miles walking after spending all day climbing up that freaking cliff with no arms Ugh. so it's a convertible it's got two men in it and they start to pull over but when they see her they freak out and speed off so mary has- i want to say what an asshole but at the same time i mean you just never know what you're gonna do in that situation right so that's why i let you pause for a second i could tell that you were pausing and kind of like processing and trying to think it um, Mary said that she doesn't blame them for leaving. She knows that she looked like a full-ass horror movie walking down that freeway. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't know what they're getting into. Exactly. There. Right. So, so I have, understand. I mean, it's sad. It's very sad. But I get it. Right. Like, it's amazing to me that she can be so understanding about it, too. Like, because can you imagine how it must have felt to see that car after everything that she'd just been through? Can you like, also imagine how it must have felt being the two guys in the convertible and then hearing all And then the hearing about this, yes. So she's been through everything. She sees the car. She, like, the, all this relief. She's like, oh, finally. And then how she must have felt to just see them, like, speed away in that moment. Like, my heart would have dropped all the way out of my body. Like I would have I been devastated. I would have just laid down at that point, no. I would have just said, okay, well, I'm, I know I said what I said, but I got to die now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to head out. (laughs) (laughs) It's been nice. It's It's not really. It has not been nice. This is nothing about this is nice. This is terrible. Uh, Okay. So, let's see. Yeah. Lost my place. Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Talking about she's amazing. I would have been petty patty about it. Okay, no. Okay, so she keeps walking down the road. And then another car comes by. It's actually a truck comes by. And it's a couple on their honeymoon. And they had, like, gotten lost. So they're driving around. And um, they see her. And they stop. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, what, what's happened? They, like, wrap her up in some linens that they had in their truck. And they get her into the truck and rush her to an airport that they had passed. 
so that they could get to a phone to call an ambulance because it's 1978 and there's no cell phones. Yeah. So they had to like try to book it to a phone when they found her. Um, this part's heart wrenching. Um, all that she was able to say to them, like this whole time when they found her and like going to the airport and waiting for them, it's, she just kept repeating, he raped me over and over. Oh my God. Right. Ugh. So they get to the airport, they call for help. She gets airlifted to a hospital. When she gets to the hospital, after everything that she's been through, she's still determined that she can't rest yet. Because, like, she had fought so hard to survive because she said she had to make sure that he doesn't do this to anyone else, you know? Yeah. So she wants to talk to the police while everything is still, like, crazy fresh in her mind. So um, she describes Singleton so well to a police sketch artist that it looks like a portrait of him. Like, it's crazy. Really? I'm going to post a pic on the, on the Instagram. Oh, my God. <laughs> on the gram? On the gram? Yeah, I'm going to post the sketch on the gram. Um, it's yeah it is crazy it looks so much like him it describes him so perfectly that his neighbor sees the sketch on the news and is like oh shit that's my neighbor who also happens to be my friend that I hang out with all the time um, thankfully this neighbor was not a douche about it and wasn't like oh I need to protect my bra no he like straight up called the cops when he saw it so that's good um, the police go to Singleton's house and they search the place and they find Mary's cigarettes and the remains of burnt clothing that appeared to be hers. And they also find that Singleton had completely cleaned out his van. Like he'd removed the carpet and like thoroughly cleaned it from top to bottom. Oh. They're like, dude, that's evidence. <laughs> right. They're like, dude, that's super sketch. And they're like, arrest him. <laughs> and then Mary immediately picks him out of a lineup of six guys. Like as soon as she sees him. Um, which also badass for her to go and try to like look at these guys to try to like with no arms. <laughs> she's just badass. Um, well, he gets arrested and then all of the bullshit starts pouring out of his mouth. So this motherfucker tells the police, "Yeah, he picked up Mary, and then he also picked up two other hitchers named Pedro and Larry. Super, super original dude. Larry, he's Lawrence." What an idiot. <laughs> so, so he claimed that they all stopped at a bar. Like, they were all together hanging out. They smoked a little weed. And then they paid to have sex with Mary. <gasps> he called her, quote, a $10 whore. She's 15. Right. You just cut her fucking arms off and left her to die. And now you're calling her a $10 whore. Then he was like, oh, well, then after all that, I just, like, passed out. And then... Larry, not me, the other Larry, he drove my van to San Francisco. And when I woke up, Mary was just like gone. Like her clothes were in the van, but she was well, gone. not me, but Larry did. Right. It wasn't me. It was Larry. I'm Lawrence. It's <laughs> 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 like, it was like, that's definitely a different name. Oh, really? Larry's short for Lawrence, you say? I've never heard that. What a coinkadink. <laughs> like, what the fuck ever, that's dude? so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, he denied, like, ever attacking her. He denied raping her, all the stuff. He's just like, it was not me. I fell asleep, and then she was gone when I woke up. But her clothes were here, so I burnt them. Like, what? So Mary, being the badass that she is, she goes to the trial, and she testifies against him. And she explained in detail everything that Singleton did to her. When she finished with her testimony, she had to walk past him. And when she did, 
he said to her, quote, I'll finish this job if it takes me the rest of my life. Oh my God. Like everything that she's been through. And you said that you didn't do it. It was Larry. <laughs> it was Larry. You guys fucked up, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, so obviously he was found guilty. Um, he was convicted of kidnapping, mayhem, which, okay, rape, sodomy, forced oral copulation, and attempted murder. Copulation. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing mayhem is chopping somebody's arms off. No, that must be the attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> he's just running around yelling mayhem um the judge said if i had the power i would send him to prison for the rest of his natural life he sentenced him to the maximum amount of time that was allowed by the law in the state of california at this time do you want to guess how much time that was it's not going to be a lot and it's going to make me mad <laughs> yep 14 years Mm -mm. for beating, raping, sodomizing, chopping off both arms of a 15-year-old girl, and then throwing her down a 30-foot cliff. 14 years. Because that's all the state would allow at that time, by law. Such bullshit. Okay, because that's such I, bullshit. I know it's a different time then, but it just, like, infuriates me. It's also like the whole Jasmine Richardson mm -hmm. whole situation where in Canada it was 10. Right. Um, yeah, because unfortunately they're just like, oh, it was attempted murder, not murder. So you didn't follow through with it. So you don't have to get as much time. Which is bullshit. Right. It's such bullshit. Well, then get this. Was he like retried? Is he still in jail well, or prison? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. I really hope so. Oh, okay. So get this. He gets sentenced to 40 years. He got his time reduced for good behavior. Oh, fuck that. That's and working and for working as a teaching assistant in a prison classroom. Oh, no. So he was paroled after serving only eight of those 14 years. Meanwhile, Mary's life has changed drastically, obviously. Um, while well, yeah, she's gotten arms. Right. So while Singleton was in prison, she struggled to, like, find some kind of a normal life. Um, before her attack, she had wanted to be a dancer at this place in Vegas called um, the Lido de Paris. Okay. And it was said that she was talented enough that she could have done that. But when the doctors in the hospital were trying to, like, reconstruct slash save one of her arms, they had to um, take some part of one of her legs for that. So she wasn't able to dance oh, anymore. no. Right. Um, she literally, like, even, he ruined every. Right. Bit so of her life. she's going through stuff. She's got these prosthetic like hook arms now. She mm -hmm. she was like super depressed. She found it difficult to leave the house just to do routine things. So that made it like impossible for her to keep a job. Um, at one point she became anorexic. She got married, but then she later got divorced and was just like having a really tough time after all this. Um, and then Singleton's gets out after eight years because he's well behaved and she's struggling like that so then listen to this <laughs> listen to this crazy shit though this sorry son of a bitch still claimed that he was innocent and that he had nothing to do with this so he has the audacity to claim that he was the victim in the whole situation and he decided that he was going to sue her for quote forcible kidnap for the purpose of robbery 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> what the actual fuck? So, all oh these... <laughs> my god. He is the victim. I mean, he had to chop her arms off. Like, what? <laughs> what a freaking tool bag. He... He is the absolute worst piece of wet lettuce. <laughs> he is. Absolutely. Obviously, the courts dismissed it. And then, like, nothing ever came of that. They're just like, good. They're just like, get the fuck out of here, Larry. Like, go on. Um, so he's out, and he's on parole for a year. He's looking for a place to live. And no town in, Calif in California wants him to live there. Like, well, mob, <laughs> none of them. Like, the towns are forming angry, like, mobs. Like, they're picketing, they're protesting. Nobody wants this piece of garbage living in their town. Well, I wouldn't want that piece of freaking garbage living in my town either. Right. So, during his one-year parole, he had to be moved from town to town for his own safety. Like, the <laughs> officers are, like, moving him under armed guard from place to place. Um, one time, they decided to place him in an apartment complex, and they had to remove him in a bulletproof vest after 400 residents surrounded the building in protest. Oh. <laughs> so they eventually decided to place him in a trailer on the grounds of San Quentin for the duration of his one-year parole. So he's basically was like living in a trailer at the, at the prison because nobody wanted his ass. Um, after his parole ended, he then moved um, back to his home state of Florida because California was like, get the fuck out of here, Larry. We don't want you here. They were like, fuck you, Larry. <laughs> so Mary now knows that he's out. And she's like, obviously terrified. She goes into hiding. She's like freaking out. Well, yeah, right, I would too. Right. I mean, he said, I'm going to finish the job to her. Um, she actually wasn't the only one that was terrified of him getting out. So remember when Mary first got in the van and he told her that she had... The, he had the 15 year old daughter she reminded him of so his own daughter deborah was like terrified when she found out he was getting released oh god like can you imagine being a 15 year old and finding out your dad has done this terrible thing to another girl your exact age like that uh. so she actually went to the police and she asked them to keep him behind bars for longer she asked um like what could be done to keep him in jail and they were like there's nothing we can do. And they suggested she get a restraining order against him if she was that worried about him getting out. So to that, she said, quote, sorry, but I mean this quite sarcastically. I tell you, he's a danger. I said this before the first crime. I've changed my name multiple times. I'm moving across state lines. And you suggest a piece of paper that will tell him exactly where I am, what my name is, and not to come say within three, 30 feet of me. His daughter said this? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. It's right. True. It's absolutely. So he goes, Singleton goes to Florida. And in 1990, he got convicted twice for petty theft. Now, when I say petty theft, I mean, like, seriously petty. Like, the first time he served a 60-day sentence for stealing a $10 disposable camera. And okay. then, right, like, freaking so something that's not even needed but he just has to do it well that's kind of how that's how it always happens right if if you can't get away with rape or murder or something that you are you know want to do you start lashing out in little ways 
So I've seen, I've actually read that a lot of these big time criminals start out with things like burglary and stuff. So it was weird to me that he, I mean, he might've been doing it all the time and just never got caught. But I've also read that they may not, the ones that do get out, because it happens, yeah. the ones that do get out, go back to reverting to small, right? small little just so do, like, Just so they're doing some kind of crime. Because it's like a, it's an adrenaline rush. Rush, yeah. So the second time he got a two-year sentence for stealing a $3 hat. Oh, Jesus. Right. Wait, he got a two-year sentence? Well, I guess because they were like... $3 hat? Well, I guess because they are like, you were sentenced to this much time, and you got out early, and then you just stole a $10 camera, and you didn't learn, so... <laughs> Yeah, but that's crazy. $13. Well, I guess um, um, $3. I know, but $13. Oh, $13, yeah. I'm guessing it's just because repeat offense so close together. But again, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he was released early again to, from that two-year sentence. Of course he was. He told the judge in that case that he was just a confused, muddle-headed old man. Of course he was. Just like he was a, just a normal. He's an honest, an honest, honest man who just made a mistake. Like, fuck, I'm a fuck right the hell off, Larry. Just, I'm a normal, honest man that's just going to rape you and cut your arms off. No worries. That's all right. Fuck, fuck right the hell off, Larry, please. It's an honest you. mistake. No. No, sir. Yes, psycho. <laughs> all right. So, February 19th, 1997. A painter was painting a house right by Singleton's house. This okay. painter is about to have the worst day ever at work. Oh, God. <laughs> so he glances at the window at Larry's house. He, like, glances at the window, and he sees a terrible event happening right before his eyes. So he calls the police, and he told them that there was a naked man covered in blood repeatedly stabbing a naked woman. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a sucky work day to see that. Yeah, but, I mean, it is a sucky work day, but, I mean, he got to see him. Right. Like, it's good that he caught him. It's good that he caught him, but at the same time, that, I feel like the woman had a worse day than he did. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> also, if he hadn't been released so many times early, this wouldn't have happened. Um, if they would, if, if Mary would have bit off his. Then it all yeah. comes back to, it all comes back to that. Um. <laughs> It so, really doesn't. I, it I does can't not. say that because she, she no, totally deserves it. No, she's a badass warrior. Like <laughs> She's the best, man. You can't so, do that at 15. At 15, she was she's crazy smart Like to be in that situation. I'm, no. I bet. I'm, I know this is horrible and this, this is going to come off horrible. She did run away from her parents' house, but here's my thing. I bet her parents were proud that she was so smart about it all. I bet they were, yeah. I like to think they were. I hope they were. I hope they weren't pieces of crap, too. And as terrible as it is that she was running away from her parents, at least she was trying to get to, like, her grandparents' house. So she wasn't just, like, going off in the world and, like... Yeah. She was still going to be with family, you know? Agreed. I just wish she would have been like, hey, Grandpa, can I come stay with you for a while? And, like, he hey, came Grandpa, and got her. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> police arrive at the house. They knock on the door, and uh, Lawrence Singleton answers the door, completely covered in blood. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, they find but the body. It's not him. It's Larry. <laughs> he was like, it was an honest mistake. Um, Did he really say that? No, he didn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> It would not be surprising if he did that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> You're like, are you freaking serious? That was his word? <laughs> no, not this time. Okay. So they find the body of 31-year-old mother of three, Roxanne Hayes. She, she was a sex worker. And according to Singleton, she had agreed to meet him at his house for $20. And he claimed that there was a struggle because she tried to take more money than they had agreed on. And it was an accident. And he didn't mean for her to die. He didn't mean to com completely, continuously stab her right. over and over again. I mean, remember, he's just a confused, muddle-headed old man. Like, Good God. It was an accident. So, it's Mary hears about... Criminal Minds episode. Do what? <laughs> I, oh, I'm Criminal Minds. I'm looking up and seeing if this is a Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> so... Mary hears about what happened and being the badass warrior bitch that she is, she goes to Florida so she can testify against him again at his trial. Oh, God. So, like, her worst fear has come true. He, he hurt another woman, like he hurt her worse, even. Um, yeah. She then, he killed she, her, right? He killed right, her. she was dead, yeah. She, uh, again, described in detail everything he'd done to her. She told the jury, I was raped. I had my arms cut off. He used a hatchet. He left me to die. So after four hours of um, deliberation, the jury had reached a verdict, and he was found guilty of murder and was given the death penalty. Yes. Yes. Not just as served. <laughs> so at the age of 74, he died while he was waiting on death row of cancer in 2001. No. <laughs> and nobody cared because he's a little garbage, but yeah. So he is dead. Ding dong. Which is well, I'm dead. glad he's dead, but I'm sad that he couldn't like suffer. Right. I mean, he had cancer, so I'm guessing he suffered somewhat. Probably not enough. <laughs> no, not definitely not enough. So back to Mary. Um, like she had had a tough time for many years after her attack, but she never stopped being the badass fighter that she is. She began to, like, sketch and draw and paint things. Even with no arms? With no arms. So, she started this as, like, something to do to keep her busy and be, like, an outlet to, like, express herself and just, like, you know, whatever. That's she, so cool. She, yeah, like, she become she got really good at it. And some of her artwork is now valued at up to $2,000. Oh, dang. Yeah. And she. You, girl. I see. I see you, girl. Painting that picture. I see you, girl. So she eventually became a mother of two boys, and she's found happiness in her work. And she says that she has finally moved past the victim label that was cast on her when Singleton was still alive. And she says that most people now just assume that she was born the way she is. And that's just fine with her because um, she would rather people know her for who she is and not for what happened to her. She really is a badass bitch. Uh, she is. She really is, and that is the case of badass survivor Mary Vincent. What a badass. So, there you have it. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, still, it's still just, when I first heard this, I was like, that is freaking amazing. And it still just amazes me 
when when I think about it. Like that's crazy, crazy fighter. I love stories like that though. Like I'm all for spooky season's my favorite, you know. I love spooky season. I love serial killers. I love all of the true crime information, all this stuff. But like the ones that win out of it all really like hype me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you go girl. <laughs> I see you, girl. I see you. I see you. So yeah. Awesome. I, yeah. Follow us on all of our things. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram, totally. Facey Space. On the Facey Space. Follow us on the Facey Space. We have we have our um Facebook group. Follow our Facebook group. Um Follow our, our gram, our Instagram, Serialholic Sisters underscore podcast. Uh, definitely shoot us a message um, on our, you can, you can message us on our Gmail, uh, SerialholicSisters at gmail.com, um, or you can DM us on either the group or the Instagram, any cases that you're interested in. Uh, yeah. We have so many in the lineup because <laughs> we're ridiculous but we are but we still yes. like having suggestions yeah for sure so, i don't know how many times i've pushed off cases because i'm like oh this one this one was suggesting this will be a good one yeah <laughs> so definitely sure. send us some we love it invite your friends invite your family all yeah. the ones that are true crime addicts like us we love yeah. it i was gonna say you know you got you know you got some weird true crime addicts that you hang out with that might like this kind of stuff <laughs> oh we are truth truth right there um also don't forget to to subscribe yes um, and if please you have not push the subscribe button do it do it when you subscribe and we get these views we can continue doing our podcast that is absolutely true and if you feel like you would like to <laughs> we would like for you to review us oh yeah right review even if even if it's not like the best review we we love we love good reviews but give us we, something we can learn from we're we we're, we're into growing opinion. as podcasters we are we are also can i just state i know this is like completely off subject but i'm very jealous because see crystal as you know has been recording in the closet oh, i'm i'm actually still in the closet right now she is, but her awesome freaking worker bee husband straight built her a pod lab. <laughs> he did. What's my she shed? It's <laughs> it is a pod lab. Let's just be honest. It's gonna be a pod lab, and I'm jealous because I'm still upstairs banned into my children's room because I don't have my pod lab yet, and I'm very bummed out. I just want to say he built this in like a month and a half. <laughs> I mean, just, just tell your husband, just get off your ass. Dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish. No. I wish. It's, I'm actually very excited about it though. I'm decorating. It's going to be real cool. I'm super. There may or may not be a Charles Manson mugshot involved in the decorations. <laughs> so. I'm also jealous of that. Just for the decorating purpose, too, because, like, I, what's my, my goal? Like, I'm a decorating fiend, you, you know that. Yeah, you're really good at it. I actually feel like I need you to come and decorate my pod lab for me, thanks. <laughs> like, I have completely been redoing our um, entire house. Like, 
I come up with all these ideas. My husband hates them because it involves him doing something almost every time. But um, we bought our house. We've almost, we've almost been in our house for a full year and I have redone so much to it. (laughs) And every time I do, I'm constantly sending crystal pictures of it. Yeah. It looks really good. (laughs) So So if you could just come do that, work your magic in my she shed. (laughs) All right. So that's our, that's our weekly episode. It's our weekly episode. I'm still very awkward on signing off. So I know. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>